five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. And welcome back into the Bama on three show. It's first and 10 coming at you first thing in the morning with a 10 minute recap of what's going on with Alabama right now. This is your host, Clint Lamb, and I couldn't be more excited to be talking to you guys right now. There's tons to talk about. You know, you could be, you know, looking at the Texas A&M Alabama game. The time was released for that. We'll get to that soon. You have the coaching staff naming their players of the week for the Southern Miss game. There were seven of them, two on offense, two on defense, and then surprisingly, three on special teams. You had Jamison Williams being named the SEC Player of the Week for, you know, special teams player of the week, which is not surprising whatsoever. You know, with his two kickoff returns for a touchdown against the Golden Eagles, one for 100 yards, the other for 83 yards, that's not surprising at all. Uh, He also had the 81-yard touchdown, so – if there was somebody that deserved player of the game honors, if it wasn't Bryce Young for his you know 90-plus percent completion percentage with 20 completions, which was a school record, by the way. I don't know if you knew that, but he goes for 313 yards, five touchdowns, and only one interception. If it wasn't going to be Bryce Young, you know there were arguments to be made for other guys. Don't get me wrong, the two tight ends. You got the two running backs who both had excellent games and Jace McClellan and Roydell Williams, but it was always going to be Jamison Williams. You just don't see that many big plays coming from one player in one game. But before we get into the seven players who were named Players of the Week by the Alabama coaching staff, let's talk about the kickoff time being announced for the Texas A&M Alabama game because I thought it was fairly interesting. There have been a lot of people who were concerned that it would be yet another 2.30 kickoff. You know, Florida, the first SEC game, of the season it was a 2:30 kickoff this upcoming saturday the second sec game or in conference game for alabama it's old miss and it's a 2:30 kickoff and people were starting to wonder are they going to be able to get any more time slots for an sec opponent now it's unfortunate because you would love to have one of these top tier sec games home games for alabama you know be a a night game the environment with southern miss or against southern miss was fantastic. You would love to see that against Ole Miss or against um, you know anybody else later on. LSU is going to be coming into town. Maybe that will end up being a night game. But for now, you take what you can get, and it looks like Alabama is going to be playing Texas A&M at 7 p.m. Central time here in just a couple of weeks. So look, certainly looking forward to that. On top of that, the coaching staff named their seven players of the week following the Southern Miss game. And I don't know about you, but it wasn't much of a surprise. And we'll go over each one of them. We'll start with the offensive side of the football. Roydell Williams was the number two back to come in behind Jace McClellan. Brian Robinson Jr. was out with a rib injury. Jace McClellan assumed the starting duties, and he actually had a great game as well. Um, but, you know, Roydell Williams comes in as the number two guy. I think that surprised a lot of people. It certainly surprised me. I thought that would be Trey Sanders. We did not see Trey Sanders until much later in the game, but – you know, uh, Roydell comes in and he proves why he was, you know, had earned that role to be the number two guy. Uh, on only 11 carries, he rushed for a team high and a career high in rushing yards with 110. He had, a, I think, his long was a 55 yard scamper that put Alabama in scoring position. So he had an excellent game, thought he ran very smooth, great vision. He's a good receiving back. He runs with power. Uh, we haven't really seen him or 
Alabama hadn't really put his receiving chops to the test or on display yet, but that's probably going to be coming at some point in the future. The other one on offense was uh, quarterback Bryce Young. He completed 20 of his 22 pass attempts, which is a 90-plus percent completion percentage for 313 yards and five touchdowns. He did have the one interception, but for anybody that was watching, that interception wasn't really his fault. But that 90.9% completion percentage actually set a school record for a player or a quarterback with a minimum of 20 completions. So that was extremely impressive. He's now up to 15 touchdowns in the season, only the one interception. And he's only played, what, you know, we're four games in the season. He's played 16 quarters of football. Technically, he hadn't really played, you know, 16 full quarters. He's been taken out in pretty much every game outside of the Florida game. But at the same time, he's been able to still produce uh, 15 touchdowns. He looks fantastic, great under pressure. Um, you know, he's, he's not the kind of quarterback that you want to blitz. I'll be curious to see how he does this weekend because it's not – I don't think the pressure is going to be coming as much from Ole Miss's defense. You know, I think that their defense has improved. I don't think that's where the pressure is going to come from because I still think that that defense is vulnerable and Alabama is going to have plenty of success against that defense. Where I think the pressure is going to come from on Saturday is Bryce Young having to go toe-to-toe, sling the football around, and play keep-up, or not necessarily keep-up, but just go head-to-head with another high-flying passing offense. You know, even against Florida in that style, you know, Bryce Young would go to the sidelines. Alabama's defense couldn't get off the field. Florida was consistently going 10-plus plays in, in six, seven, eight minutes, uh, taking that out the clock. And they were putting points on the board kind of later. But, I mean, they scored 29 points on the on the night. You know, it wasn't a ton. Matt Corral, Lane Kiffin, that offense and where it's at for Ole Miss. And we're going to be diving more into that later. Don't worry. But that's going to put a lot of pressure on Bryce Young to perform because he's going to need to put up big numbers. And, you know, I think Alabama can have success on the ground against this Ole Miss defense, but I also think that they're going to need Bryce Young to be playing at his best, and it's an SEC opponent. And so I'll be curious to see how he handles that pressure, but he certainly earned what, you know, being one of the seven players of the week, according to the coaching staff. Now, on defense, Will Anderson, Jr., I mean, anybody that watched that game, five tackles, he had the sack, he had a quarterback uh, hurry on the night, and he also had a team leading three tackles for a loss. He's actually at eight and a half tackles for a loss. Now he's ranked second nationally. Very disruptive player on Saturday. I mean, it was on full display. One thing that I will say, Alabama's defense has not seen a quarterback that is of the caliber of a Matt Corral up to this point. They haven't seen a quarterback that even comes remotely close to being as good as Matt Corral. But on the flip side, Matt Corral and Ole Miss has not seen a pass rusher or a defensive player as good as Will Anderson Jr. up to this point either. Now, how much of a difference has that made for Alabama's defense so far? He's made certainly made a difference, and he could certainly make a difference on Saturday. But, you know, he was on the field against Florida – and Florida had a ton of success still. Old, or excuse me, Southern Miss, Will Anderson Jr. had a dominant game. That did not mean that the Southern Miss offense was completely shut down. They still had some success. So I'm not saying that Will Anderson Jr. is going to be able to single-handedly stop this Ole Miss offense, but I do think that he's capable of making game-changing plays that could have a significant impact on the outcome of this football game. And so that's something to look out for. The second defensive player, the second of two, 
Christian Harris. And it's like I said on yesterday's uh, first and ten. I thought that he played a lot better in this game. I did not think he played great against Florida last Saturday. I still think that Henry Toe Toe still has some work to do. I did not think that he played great yesterday, or excuse me, two days ago now. But I do think that he um, has a ton of talent, and I fully expect him to get back. I think it's more of a confidence thing at this point, which we've also talked about. But for Christian Harris, he was right back to being an impactful defensive player. He only had five tackles along with one quarterback hurry, and he had the one pass breakup too. But just watching him play assignment football consistently, you know, the Southern Miss's offense was limited to only 213 yards and 14 points in the night. Christian Harris had a huge part in, in limiting that. And I just thought, you know, he seemed to be back playing in his same confident ways, which we didn't necessarily see against Florida. And so I thought that was encouraging, and it made sense. And then you got the three guys on special teams, which I, I find fairly interesting. Uh, you have Slade Bolden who, you know, he was a key contributor with multiple blocks on special teams um, that helped spring Jamison Williams having 177 yards on three kickoff returns, including two touchdowns. Slade Bolden had some key blocks on those kickoff return units. And so the coaching staff wanted to recognize that. He was named as one of them, Jalen Moody, uh, the linebacker. He was named a special teams player of the week, finished with three tackles, including one key stop on a kickoff. That only led to a 17-yard gain by Southern Miss's kick returner. So he was named one, and then Jamison Williams, the most obvious choice of all time as far as offensive players of the week, defensive, special teams. This cat, we all knew he was going to be a part of this list because you know he became the first player in school history to return two kickoffs for a touchdown in a single game. One of them ties the school record. I mean, you can't get more than a 100-yard kick return. Um, so, I mean, it, that's, the, that's the school record. Now, it's there's been several guys to do it. I think there's five or six total. But he's one of those guys. And on top of that, he had, he had a, the 83-yard return, which he returned for a touchdown. He had the, the 81-yard touchdown reception. The 81-yard touchdown reception is not going to factor in too much here because it's special teams. So, But at the same time, it just adds to this idea that Jamison Williams was absolutely dominant with the football in his hands this past Saturday. So that was very well earned. Like I said, 177 yards, two touchdowns on only three kickoff returns. Big-time performance for, uh, from him, and that's fantastic. And now we'll talk a little bit about Southern Miss tomorrow. Uh, Jimmy and I, we were planning on recording today, but we weren't able to to link up and make that happen. But we're going to be recording tomorrow. That's going to be a fun show because I just I really want to get not only his thoughts on the Southern Miss game, but his thoughts on the Ole Miss game uh, coming up this weekend. Um, a, a lot of that, we're going to be doing a preview show on Thursday. We're going to be getting a guest, a, a, an Ole Miss beat writer to come and join the show. So we're going to have kind of a two-parter. It's going to be Jimmy and I kind of breaking things down from our perspective. And then it's also going to include an interview where you can kind of get the other side of things and what – someone that covers Ole Miss, thinks about Ole Miss, and, you know, what he thinks about the game going into Saturday. But, you know, as things sit right now, it is fairly interesting that Alabama is a 15-point favorite as of Monday. Now, that could have changed. The last time I checked Vegas Insider was earlier on Monday, but it was at a 15-point line the last time I checked. And you could make an argument going both ways, to be quite honest with you. I could see it being the same kind of situation as last year where it's this back and forth and 
you know, who can get that one or those one or two key stops and force a field goal or force one punt to create the separation needed. Uh, I certainly think that Alabama's defense is capable of making that happen. I'm a lot more confident in their ability this year to get that done than I was last year, mostly because of a dominant defensive player such as Will Anderson Jr. Um, but I could also see Alabama covering that spread and, and you know, Ole Miss's defense – or, excuse me, offense – has not seen a defense like Alabama's. Don't get me wrong, there have been struggles. You just watched Southern Miss create some issues for Alabama's defense this past Saturday. So it's not like that, you know, Alabama's going to be able to step up and, and completely shut down this Ole Miss offense. I just think that it's really about turnovers. It's really about environment, you know, it being in Tuscaloosa, in Bryant, any stadium. You're talking about, you know, being able to provide a pass rush. It's getting those couple of stops that you need. The combination of those things, I could also see a situation where Alabama wins, you know, fairly easily. Um, but I'll have to dive more into it. I'm not fully there as far as a score prediction. We're certainly going to try to get you guys a score prediction at some point uh, before Saturday. You know, Jimmy's going to give you guys one. I'm going to provide one as well. We'll be doing the bold prediction stuff as far as the written articles and, you know, the players to look out for. And we'll be doing a little bit more in depth as far as Ole Miss is concerned. Um, you know, so you have a little bit of an idea of what to look out for from their perspective. But we're going to have fun with it. So players of the week have been announced. The kickoff time for Texas A&M Alabama in a couple of weeks has been announced. That game's going to be on CBS. I don't know if I, I mentioned that earlier. It seems like, you know, if you're if Alabama's playing an SEC game, at least so far, you can bet it's going to be on CBS. So that's going to wrap it up for today's first and ten. We're going to be back providing you guys with a more in-depth Southern Miss uh, review, recap, and then we're going to start diving into Ole Miss. So stick around for that. We appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, if you haven't already, go like, subscribe, share, do whatever it is that you need to do with the Bama On 3 show, and certainly go sign up for On 3 Plus. $10 for the entire first year. You're not going to beat that deal anywhere that's less than a dollar a month. That is, you know, nowadays you can't even get a taco from Taco Bell for that kind of price. Um, so definitely go do that if you haven't already. We'll talk again soon. This has been First and Ten, part of the Bama on Three show, and I'm your host, Clint Lamb.